Hello and a very warm welcome to you, our dear listener. This is the new live program coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi. This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. We have a great show lined up for you. Thanks for joining us. I am your host, Monica Kamokwa. Glad that you are tuned in. And to start off the show is Lydia Aching. We will be talking about if walls could talk on family life. Then later on, Sister Becky will join us in the Bible segment with the topic, Where is your faith? But first, let's get the song, Ma Priere, by the New Voice Singers. Stay tuned. Oh, 
Welcome back, dear listener. That was Uma Priere by the New Voice Singers. You're listening to the new live program coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi. This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Here comes Lydia Chieng with more on If Walls Could Talk. Stay tuned and be on the know. Dear listener, welcome to today's Family Life program. I'm your presenter, Lydia Aching. Today we'll talk about if walls could talk. If our walls could talk, they sure would have a lot to say. Have you ever thought about that? What do you think they'd say? Oh, we're not talking about the private moments between husband and wife, where certain things should be kept private between them and God. We're talking overall, what would they say? The Bible says in Proverbs 24, verse 3 to 4, By wisdom a house is built, and through understanding it is established. Through knowledge its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. So, is your home being built through understanding and gaining knowledge of the ways of the Lord? The principles of loving each other are the principles of living, written throughout the Bible. If the walls of your home could talk, what would they say about how you personally conduct yourself within your marriage relationship? You can't control your spouse. You can suggest, talk about, hope and pray that your spouse will act in a manner worthy of the Lord's calling for how he or she treats you as his or her partner in life. But you can't make your spouse live by God's standards for living. So our message is addressed to you personally. The Bible says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. And that includes your spouse. The question that we place before you, as well as we place it before ourselves, is, if the walls in your home could talk, as far as it depends upon you, what would they say? If the walls of your home could talk, would they speak of your faithfulness in your marital relationship? The Bible says, Drink water from your own cistern, running water from your own well. Even if your spouse is unfaithful, it doesn't give you the right to be unfaithful in how you conduct your life. The night is nearly over, the day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. 
Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the sinful nature. If the walls of your home could talk, would they say that you build up and encourage your spouse? The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 14 verse 1, The wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands the foolish tears hers down. Don't allow your words and attitudes to tear down the spirit of those who dwell within your home. And that goes for men as well as for women. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful and building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. That's in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29 to 32. Jesus said, A household divided against itself will not stand. Are you a builder or a destroyer? If the walls of your house could talk, would they testify that Jesus is Lord of your life and that you bring strength into your home? Unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. Psalms 127 verse 1 If the walls of your home could talk, would they say you are a quarrelsome person, picking ungodly arguments in the way you act out what's bothering you? Better to live on a corner of the roof than share a house with a quarrelsome wife. Proverbs 25 verse 24 And that doesn't let men off the hook in this type of situation. If anyone considers himself religious and yet does not keep a tight rein on his tongue, he deceives himself and his religion is worthless. James chapter 1 verse 26. And in Matthew chapter 12 verse 37 it says, But I tell you that men will have to give account on the day of judgment for every careless word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. If the walls of your home could talk, would they say that the Lord dwells within them and that your life is a window in which others can clearly see the love of Christ displayed? Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's Spirit lives in you? You show that you are a letter from Christ, written not with ink but with the Spirit of the living God, not of tablets of stone but on tablets of human hearts. That's in Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 3. Jesus said in John 13 verse 35, By this all men will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. If the walls of your home could talk, would they testify that there is at least one person who lives within your home that is pressing forward to live faithfully, communicating the gospel with and without words? Are you a light to your spouse, your children, your neighbors, and everyone who comes in contact with you? Do you learn from your mistakes and do you confess to God and those you offend, asking for forgiveness and working with God to stop this behavior? Are you living an authentic life in Christ? We are asking you these questions to both challenge and urge you to consider your personal walk with the Lord and your walk within your home. 
which should be consistent in how your faith is lived out. These are questions we ask ourselves and pray the Lord will help all of us to live faithfully to the end of our lives here on earth. Jesus said in Luke chapter 6 verse 46 to 48, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? I will show you what he is like who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice. He is like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. That is our prayer for all of us, that we will build our marriages, our homes, and our lives on the strong foundation set forth through Jesus Christ. This material was provided by Marriage Missions International. Until next time, God bless you. Are you just joining us? This is the New Life Program with me, Monica Kamoko, your host, coming to you live from the Adventist World Radio, the Voice of Hope. Always a pleasure to have you with us. You haven't missed a lot. If you wish to drop comments, suggestions, or questions, do so through the producer, Adventist World Radio, PO Box 42276, code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya, or email us at awrnairobi at eku.org. Now that that is off the way, here is a song, May Not Be, by the New Voice Singers. You're listening to the new live program coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi. This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Don't change the channel. Yeah. 
My dear listener, thanks for choosing our station. We are because you are. And now, please join me as I welcome Sister Becky for the Bible segment. Her message is, Where is your faith? Be blessed. There is something about the Word of God that fascinates. Something about the Word of God that rejuvenates. And something about the word of God that saves. It is that something that I want to introduce you today. Thanking you very much for finding time. Of course to share in these blessed moments as we study God's word together. It is a privilege to be kept near the cross of Christ. For it is at the cross where we first see the light. My name is Becky Arunga. Let us pray. O Lord, how excellent is your name. Out of the mouth of infants you have ordained praise. All creation that is subject to your care borrows life from you. Now, Father, we want to study your word, to be reminded of the cost of our salvation. Send your Spirit to teach us, to abide with us, and to walk with us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Beloved listener, what is faith to you? When you read the book of Hebrews 11 verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Then verse 6 says, Without faith it is impossible to please God, for he who comes to him must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of they that diligently seek him. Now my question is, where is your faith? What is the resting place of your faith? On which ground do you stand? Is it on Christ a solid rock or on the other grounds that are sinking sand? Because it is amazing how one can be surrounded with so much evidence of the existence of God, yet at the same time deny the divinity of God. Mark chapter 15 verse 25 says, now it was the third hour, and they crucified him, that's Christ Jesus, and the inscription of his accusation was written above, the king of the Jews. Now Jesus had been accused for being a king of the Jews. With him they also crucified two robbers, one on his right and the other on his left. So the scripture was fulfilled which says, and he was numbered with the transgressors. And those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging their heads and saying, Aha, you who destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself and come down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests also, mocking among themselves, with the scribes said, He saved others. Himself he cannot save. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, descend down from the cross, that we may see and believe. Even those who are crucified with him reviled him. Friend, something that amazes me 
is that these Jews had the evidence of the divinity of Jesus. In the first instance, his accusation was that he is the king of the Jews. That was sufficient to tell them that now that the last king they ever had as Jews was the king Zedekiah. How be it that Jesus is also the king? They should have known that their king was God all along. And so with Jesus being on the cross, it was evident that he as a king was on the cross they ought to have known. And secondly, he was crucified with two robbers one on either side. And that is a fulfillment of scripture that they, the Jews, used to read. When we look at it again, verse 29, they say, You will destroy the temple and build it in three days, forgetting that Christ was speaking of himself. And now the chief priests who are the custodians of the law, of the scripture, were also mocking Christ. The scribes who had written the prophecies of old, who were now interpreting the prophecies, also said he saved others, himself he cannot save. What I'm saying is there were all these evidences pointing to the fact that Christ was no ordinary man, pointing that the person on the cross was indeed the Messiah. Yet they were blinded. They were not able to see the divinity of Christ Jesus. And then verse 32 says, Let the Christ, the King of Israel, descend now from the cross, that we may see and believe. The question is, despite all the evidence of his miracles, despite the evidence of the inscription on the cross, despite the evidence of the prophecies, they still wanted to see Christ descending on the cross for them to believe that he was king. Even those who were crucified with him reviled him. Friend, we have the evidence in scripture that God is for us. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So in essence, we may not see, but faith is that evidence. We believe that there is heaven. We haven't seen it, but faith is the evidence that we have seen heaven. We may not see God, but the faith we have in him is the evidence of his existence. Now, these people wanted a miracle for them to know that Jesus was the Messiah. Yet they said that let the king of Israel, the Christ, come down. I wonder what you usually do in seasons of distress and grief. What do you do when temptations assail you? And you feel like you have no other place to go to? What do you do when you feel like your life is slipping away? Is it sufficient? What keeps you going when God doesn't seem to be answering your prayer? Remember the chief priest, the scribes and the Jews had all along studied these prophecies. They had the knowledge. They knew what was going to take place. But when it came upon them, they were blinded. They were not able to see the glory of God. They were not able to see the glory of Christ Jesus in whom there was grace and truth. And that was their greatest undoing. Now this day, beloved, there is an evidence of things not seen in faith. There is a substance of things hoped for in faith. 
And when we choose to reduce our God to just a miracle worker, we are not able to see the evidence of his goodness towards us. We, when we just allow God to be a God when he does miracles, big miracles like the lame walking, the blind seeing, the dead resurrecting, the sick restored to life, diseases like cancer being healed, HIV AIDS being healed, is when we expect to know that God is God? No. God is God because he is God. God is God because he is our God and he is good. He has always been there. He is there now that you're going through this storm. He is there and he knows that you're suffering. He just wants you to tarry a little bit longer and be still knowing that he is God. Why am I so persuaded? Because the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 gives us this assurance. It gives us the assurance that no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape, that you may be able to bear it. You may be going through a problem. Remember, Christ also went through it. Jesus did not expect the miracle of being removed from the cross by his Father, but he went through it. He went through the cross. He endured separation from God. And what did we see? There was a glorious resurrection. Remember, there is going to be light at the end of the tunnel. There is going to be hope. At the end of the rain, there's going to be sunshine. Be still and know that it is God. He shall be exalted among the nations. Be still and know that he cares for you. Be still and believe in his ability and mighty to save. Be still and know that though the world may not see, he still remains to be God. He is the king of the Jews. He is your king. He is my king. Jesus is passing this way. Where is your faith? Where is your faith? Build it on Christ the solid rock. Stand on him for other grounds are sinking sand. Let us pray. God, it is a privilege to be assured that you are the author and perfecter of our faith. Today we choose to put our faith in you. We choose to trust you and to believe in you. Be glorified, be exalted. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, beloved. Where is your faith? Remains my question. Till next time, be blessed. Thank you for staying tuned throughout the show. I hope you blessed just like I was. Don't forget to send us your views, comments, or questions about the show to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276, code 00100, Until next time, I have been your host, Monica Kamokwa. God bless you abundantly.
Yeah. 